Hey, this is Melissa, creator and founder of Femtrepreneur, and you're listening to Fem Radio. Don't forget to subscribe to the Fem Radio podcast wherever podcasts are found so that you can be notified when each episode goes live. What's up, Fem Radio listeners? This is your host, Melissa Goncalves, coming at you from Long Island, my childhood home in my parents' house, where I am this weekend recording and editing and producing this episode that you're about to listen to now, where I interview the founder and creator of The Pivot Tag, Emily Long. Um, But before we get into that, I did want to give sort of an explanation to all of you as to why there have been no consistencies in episode releases over the last couple of months. And I do have to say, you could probably hear it a little bit right now in that I have not had a voice for a very, very long time. Um, Sometimes when I get sick, it masks itself in like a laryngitis, but not laryngitis kind of way. So I've hesitated to record episodes because I just have not sounded like myself. And today I sort of said to myself, you know, just record it, get it out, and your listeners will forgive you for sounding a bit rough um, (laughs) when the time comes. But what I really wanted to get out there is that this episode that you're about to listen to is awesome. It is our 20th episode on Femme Radio and Emily Long is truly the sweetest human being on this planet. So she was referred to me by a friend of hers who just so happened to also be a graduate of the college that I went to, so of Manhattanville, and this person, Fallon, um, big shout out to her, is she sort of reached out to me through Twitter, DM'd me and said, hey, with your podcast, I really think you should interview a friend of mine. Her name is Emily. She's a female founder. She's young. She just started this business, and I think she would be perfect for your show. And The minute I met Emily, she just put me in a better mood. She's the most bubbliest human I've ever met. She's so positive. um, And her road to becoming a founder is so unorthodox. And I think when you listen to this episode, you'll really understand that she's just someone who didn't take no for an answer. She never gave up when people were saying that she shouldn't do something or maybe she should take the easiest road. She said, no, I'd rather take my own path. I'd rather forge my own path. Um, So I really think that you should listen to this episode if you're someone who is sort of going back and forth on following your dreams, you're hesitating too much, um, you're not sure what you want to do. You know, Emily really is a person who can help you understand that you just kind of got to go for it. So let's get into the show. Don't forget to rate, review us, leave comments, and let us know what you think. What's up, Femme Radio? I have the number one, the GOAT right here. <laughs> the youngest to ever do it. Possibly kidding, but possibly not kidding. <laughs> we'll get into it. But I'm here, and we're coming live from The Wing in Soho, which is just an incredible office space, incredible co-working space, and maybe one day they'll be sponsors of the show. But again, dream big. So, Emily... Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You weren't kidding about how great it looks. It's mm, um, beautiful. Well, thank you for having me. I am very excited to yes. be here. Yeah, so I want to dive right in because you have a pretty unique history and career path. I mean, your resume mm-hmm. is definitely one of a kind. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Give our listeners an inside look into who we have in this room with us today. Okay. Well, um, my name is Emily Long, and I am the founder of Pivot Tag. And uh, basically, uh, it's a tag that you attach to your luggage or a bag. And in case you lose whatever item it is, someone can find out who you are instantly just by scanning this tag. And it's a direct text message to you. So we invented it, and... It just kind of happened. It was it was just it was kind of amazing actually. <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely going to get into all of that. So you're not originally from New York City, so you know, I feel like people do grow up with that dream of I want to live in the big city, but let's get a quick overview of where you grew up. Give us an inside look. Okay. Yeah. So, um definitely didn't grow up in a city. Totally wish I did. Um looking back, but it was kind of good. 
I grew up in a small town north of Tampa, Florida. It's called Newport Ritchie. Uh, Pasco County for anyone who wants to Google it. Um, so I grew up in a small town and I had pretty much all the people that looked the same. I didn't understand the concept of ethnicity or any sort of variation of people that there were in the world. I just kind of lived in a very secular place. Um, amazing family. Thank God my mom taught me um, all of the values that I have today. Thanks, mom. I had a dream of coming to New York and I said to myself, I don't want to live in this particular place anymore. And I just kind of went for it. Let's get an overview because you mentioned pivot tag. Mm -hmm. So let's get an overview of what exactly it is and how it came to be. Honestly, it was just out of frustration, to be honest. Uh, when I came to New York, I've always had this idea that I wanted to become something. I think it was that classic, romantic, small town girl looking at the big city. Um, very cliche, but I'm living it, so not so much. <laughs> and um, when I was here, I was introduced to the entrepreneurial world just by standing around and walking around, seeing all the men and the women in business clothes. And I was like, ooh, I want to do something like that. I actually had an idea for an app and I hit a roadblock when I couldn't find a teammate to develop the app because I can't code. I was really pissed off, actually quite mad because I had this idea and I wanted to accomplish something but I couldn't actually accomplish it because of somebody else holding me back, like this invisible person. I said, you know what, screw this, screw everyone. I'm gonna create something that I know I can do. I work at the NYU Entrepreneurial Institute and they have a bunch of tools. So I just went downstairs and I made this thing. So I think it's so funny because some people don't realize the opportunities that they have right at their fingertips For sure. where you know, you're going to work every day. Anyone can work there, but not anyone can make something of of the surroundings that they're in. Yeah. So before we dive deeper into you as an entrepreneur, one thing that struck me when we first spoke was how unconventional your route to NYU actually was. Tell us a little bit about some of the roles that you had prior to going back to school because you took a break. You didn't mm -hmm. go right, you didn't finish right no. away. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, I took a break. <laughs> so, uh, for everyone who's listening out there, it's okay. You don't have to be 18 and go to college and then like, hope you work at Goldman Sachs. And if you do, great for you. But <laughs> it's just, it does, you don't have to feel alone that that's not the only way to be successful or want to have success. It can come at any time. Um, I'm living it. So um, I was in school. I went to the University of South Florida. I thought I was going to become a doctor, the whole thing. So then when I made that abrupt move to New York because I wanted something bigger and better, I realized that all of these opportunities around me were very tangible. If you just take a step back and you look around yourself and you, and you kind of remove yourself from situations and not have those blinders on. The first job, like you were talking about, that I had was a medical assistant. I kind of applied and I, I, at that time I didn't have a college degree, but my boss, who at the time, I said, you just have to take a chance on me. I said, if you just give me the opportunity to do this, I will prove to you that I can do this. I will, I will learn everything, I will study, I will, and he said, okay. And at that just incredible office, that podiatrist's office, the patients were what was valuable to me. The job, of course, and I, I was learning so much on a medical level, but the connections and that relationship that I had, I don't know if I could have had anywhere else. I mean, these were like high, high profile people that needed to go into the, like the best podiatrist, something happened with their foot, they broke their foot, whatever, and they needed to come in to see the best doctor, and I happened to work for him, and I saw all these people, and I said, oh my God, this is a CEO of blah, this is the president of blah, this is, oh my God, an actress, an actor, and I was like, I have 10 minutes to talk to these people, like... Why is nobody else doing this? <laughs> I remember like the first person who came in, like one of the first connections that I had was one of like the most famous hairstylists in the world. If you like Google him, just for confidential, I don't want to say it, but if you Google him, it's like top 10 haircuts before you die. 
And so I was telling him I was just new and I needed to get a haircut. And he's like, sure, awesome. Here, go into my office and say, I, I personally told you to come to me. So I walk into like this beautiful, exquisite salon. <laughs> and it was just because I was a medical assistant at a podiatrist's office in the middle of Midtown. A lot of people could have that job with the right education, but I took advantage of those opportunities because you have to if you yeah. want to do anything. Absolutely. I always find that even just from a simpler from a simpler sense, like yeah. internships. Yeah. You're not always going to get hired after an internship, but sometimes it's not about that specific job. It's about the jobs that you can get by making and impressing, making those connections and impressing those people that you're working with mm-hmm. who also have connections of their own. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you, you will be so surprised who other people know. It's incredible how well connected and how small this world is. And you just have to ask for help. I mean, I think that's something that I'm not ashamed of asking and no one should be like ashamed of just, hey, I need some help. Like, I have this and I want to get to here. Do you think you can help me? Yeah. And why not? What's the worst someone's going to say? No. Yeah. Sure. Go on to the next person and just kind of make those connections because you never know. Like, you can meet some really cool people out there. Yeah. I want to touch on that a little bit more I feel like sometimes women especially are so hesitant to ask for help Mm -hmm. because then they feel like they don't have the credit for what they've done. But it is so important to ask questions and to get help because so many people have made those mistakes Mm -hmm. before you and... You know, especially when I interview a lot of women who are so tenured in their careers, that's their one piece of advice. There's no shame. Seriously. Think about it. How much of a compliment it would be to somebody else if someone came to you super hungry, super inspired, and they're like, hey, can you help me? I would be like, whoa, someone's asking me for help? So just imagine doing that as the opposite, you know? Mm. It's it's a nice feeling, and people are people are more receptive than you think. Yeah, for sure. So when did you first get the ideas in your mind? Like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, is it? Do you feel like it's a trait people are just born with? It's I, I guess I didn't know. So this comes back to my upbringing. So it's like I I had a pretty hard upbringing financially. I had a single mom, and she uh, raised like three kids on her own, and. And I guess the way out of that financial situation to me was to become a doctor or lawyer. I didn't live in a big city where startups were cool. And 10 years ago, that wasn't even a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I lived in a little town north of Tampa, Florida. And, like, how do I get rich and, like, have this world, life that I've always wanted? And it's like, okay, I'm going to be a doctor. Done. <laughs> but that underlying concept of, like, wanting to help people, I've always had. And I've had that ambition to want to do something and to get a better life than what I had before. And that was kind of my driving factor, personally. Um, and I actually reflected when I <laughs> when I realized I am an entrepreneur, whatever. Like, you know, I, I have this title now. <laughs> um when I realized, I was like, Emily, what's wrong with me? I was like, well, how did I go from medicine and, and having this passion and like pursuing a public health degree and going to medical school to now being a founder of a actual product? Like, <laughs> this is never in my life. I what never is this thought of, Like, no, I had no idea this was happening. I've always wanted to help people. And instead of from a medical perspective where it was like you have a runny nose and you're having hives what do you have now it's like you lost something and how do i get that back to you and and solving people's social issues Mm -hmm. like that's what i'm solving so it's like okay you are you have anxiety about this this and this what can i create now to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. So it's still that personal feeling of, I want to help people make people's lives better, but now it's no longer on a medical perspective. Now it's on like, I can create physical products to make your life much easier. Yeah. So it's that shift. And so once I thought of that, I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're not crazy. There's we're, a link somewhere. There's a link. I can make this link happen. I can make this link happen, Emily. That is so funny. <laughs> so with Pivot Tag, so why would someone like me use Pivot Tag? You know, like what's, what's yeah. my use out of it? Sure. Right now, we're seeing people who actually care about what's inside your stuff. So if... You care about what's like in your products, like in your 
bag or in your purse or in your luggage and if something inside of those that belonging is lost do you care at all about getting it back because if you do you just put a little tag on it and then whoever finds it scans it and gives it right back to you um it's it's one of those things where you we have the ability to make it so easy it's like it's not even funny like when people i can always talk about this but when actually someone tries it and they're like whoa this is weird. This is cool. It like happens too fast. I want to talk. I was so I want to talk about that. Okay, so did you? It was an accident. Like I have. I'm literally putting the questions away, and we're going right into it. Yeah. So did you like lose your luggage? Was it, like what possessed you to? Like, I know. Have that? I'm telling you this. Okay. I really wish I had one of those cool stories. Mine's really the lame version. It's not cool at all. Like I did this by accident. Like. In full honesty, I never even had a luggage tag before this. <laughs> like, I uh, recently have developed a fear of flying. Okay. So this is like a fun little mix. Like, it's so ironic. So like, now I have to like prep myself for like traveling on a plane, but I'm the founder of a travel startup. <laughs> like, this is just, this is where the irony just keeps on growing. So... You know, they make something for that. Oh my goodness. They make something they for make that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I may have some, no. Uh, um, no, but really, I was like, I have just created something, and I don't know why I just did this, mm -hmm. and it kind of is cool. And I didn't, I didn't kind of uh, think about all the marketing and all the people and like spend all this time before. It was a true accident. <laughs> And at someone at my work, he looks at this, Emily, this is dope. I want this. What's your Venmo? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's my? He's like, no, no, no. I, like, I travel a lot and I want this. How much is it? I was like, uh, 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, rich. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm telling you, out of the money that I've made so far, that first $20, it was the most incredible feeling because you believe in yourself. Like, it just as a person, I believe in myself. But like you created something and someone's actually willing to spend money, like truly yeah. their money. That's like, what, an hour yeah. of work, sometimes more for people. And they're willing to do that to pay for something I just made. It was a really cool feeling. It was a really cool feeling. It was so cool. And then I didn't really think about it until one of my classmates, she's like, okay, this is a Christmas present and I'm going to buy 10 of them. And I'm like, what? You're giving these out as presents? And she's from uh, she's from Sweden. So, God, people now yeah. in Europe and the rest of the world have one. And I still didn't think it was going to be something huge. I kind of like to just make sure things are in check in reality. Mm -hmm. Because for me, like, the worst thing ever is having this humongous idea of what it's going to be and then let down yeah. so much. So I can't imagine if I were to do it another way where I spent months trying to make something perfect yeah. and fixing it and this and it, and then one day selling it and no one likes it. Yeah. I just was like, fuck it, all right, here it is. Someone buy it and someone bought it. And then you just keep doing those little baby steps, yeah. you know? It's like... You can always improve things. You can always improve things, but like you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to start somewhere. Like, it's in your head. Just get it out. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you're doing. You have to just get it out of your head. That's the first thing. Because if you're not willing to take that risk, that little miniature risk, then you're not willing or able to be an entrepreneur. That's great advice. Don't get me wrong. I just came back from Vegas. I'm financially risk averse when it comes to gambling. I'm realizing this about myself. But when it comes to, like business risks and like my personal endeavors I'm willing to risk it yeah. like I left everything in Florida to risk being I don't know who you know I was 19 almost just turned 20 at the time I'm gonna do this because I have some like weird feeling inside me that I'm gonna do something and everyone else thought I was like maybe crazy <laughs> but you just have to you just have to go with it there's a lot of people who do things that are really really cool but they take those risks at first yeah that's it yeah. and I, I feel like we need to touch upon the fact that it sounds like it all just happened so yeah. quickly but 
it, it really didn't. Like, your journey did not. Maybe the act of creating the pivot mm-hmm. tag, you're like, oh, like, yeah. this is, you know, this is working, this. this is gone. Yeah. <laughs> but your journey, I mean, like, from if I remember correctly, like, yeah. you moved up here and you didn't yeah. know anyone, you didn't have any money. Yeah. And, I mean, some of us say that we're about that life. Yeah. You're actually about that life. Like, you actually did that. So, full disclosure, because of how I grew up, I always wanted to inspire other people that I didn't grow up with a mom and dad who had these badass jobs and like an older sibling. I'm the oldest. I have two younger brothers like and we grew up super, super poor. Like it sucked. You know what? I'm going to be someone. It was my mission. I don't care what it was, but I knew that if for anyone to take me seriously, well, at least in my head, that's what I was telling myself, in order for someone to take me seriously, I need to be somebody. Yeah. It's all, you know, fine and dandy that like Karen down the street, like, you know, made it when she was broke. But like when someone on like a, a larger global scale can talk to so many other women and so many other like young kids, like it, that's that to me was the most important thing so this is kind of just like a vehicle Mm -hmm. in order to make a brand known and myself and more like you can do this like it doesn't matter I was in college and then I stopped after two years I went to New York and took that huge risk like you said I didn't know anyone it sucked that was seriously the most depressing part for nine months I didn't know anybody started from nothing i asked a family friend for money and for anyone who's listening in new york you know how expensive it is to move (laughs) you got that first last security um take my firstborn child take my take my blood like (laughs) like sign away my life here's like everything i own and more it's a nightmare $7,000 $7,000 it takes to move yeah. and that's and all that's of it. giving it away yeah all at once <laughs> and like, it sucks you're like what just happened at first you're like ordering avocado and then you're not at Chipotle and then you <laughs> don't even know how to spell avocado <laughs> and, then you're, and then you're so just you're just so confused and upset <laughs> and alone and broken it was really bad I mean we can all joke about it now but at the time it really sucked because I was alone and I had nothing else to do. So I would I would run across the Williamsburg Bridge because I lived in a like South Williamsburg, not like the trendy Williamsburg. Like, don't get it wrong, my family friend who let me borrow money, like <laughs> he didn't let me borrow a lot, okay? I was like in a real shithole. Like it was a six-story walk-up. It I'm for sure it had mice and rats and all that kind of fun stuff. Mm. And I remember the sink being the width of my shoulders. It was so small. I was like, I don't even know if I can wash my... I don't think my head falls in here. Like, what if I need to splash my face? Like, you know when you splash your face in the water, like... It's just getting all over the bathroom. No, it goes all over the bathroom. Like, I was like, this sucks. This really sucks. Like, what did I just do? And I moved up in the dead of winter. And for anyone who is here or knows anything about these storms, I was a Florida girl. I brought nothing up with me because I was like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to like, you know, have this story from nothing. And I was determined that because I want to see if I could do it. So I brought a jean jacket up with me because in Florida, you don't own a Canada goose. You don't own this kind of, you don't, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't didn't know know what what this thing was. I don't know what it was. And, and so you're there, and it's in the dead of winter, and I'm broke, and I'm alone with a, with, denim, jacket. With a denim jacket and my tiny, tiny sink and my, my, my mice friends, my rats and mice friends. What the hell is this in the snow? But it sucked. It completely sucked, but it made me, looking back, my favorite place to go to for inspiration is on that bridge. Whenever I really need a moment of like, I get kind of, I think I became a little jaded after a while because you kind of, you can lose focus. Mm -hmm. I mean, for everyone who says that you're driven for 24 seven hours of the day, every day, they're lying straight to your face or over the microphone, but (laughs) they are lying to you. It is a roller coaster. Sometimes you are like, I'm the shit, it's amazing, you have like channeled all of your favorite celebrities and you're like 
you're doing great. And other times you're like, I'm going to stop this. I'm embarrassed. This is, people are laughing at me. And you know, you're, you're making this up in your head because you're second guessing yourself. It's not, it's not all roses and happiness. I mean, sometimes it's awesome, but when you need those moments of inspiration, I went back to the bridge and I still do because I just walk it because it puts me back directly to almost five years ago when I was alone by myself in those dreams that I had and walking across that bridge and it's like, okay, shit. And looking at the city from the Brooklyn side and I'm here for this reason. Let's go. Let's get right back on the horse. Yeah. Like, you know, we've come a long way. Okay. I think we got off track, but. that's a great, No, that's a great story. I mean, it does push to a point of like, almost just like taking care of yourself and putting yourself back in the right mm-hmm. mental state and not just giving up when you start to feel those lows, but to find things that bring you back to the, the point of why you started doing yeah. what you did and yeah. what your whole mission was. So I think that's, you know, it's important to touch on that. Um, but I do want to talk about, so like you mentioned before that you just, you know, pulled out this QR and you scanned it. Yeah. So are you a technical person? Like what is QR? You know, <laughs> QR code. I have never used before i've seen them for they're like these little squares that have a bunch of little like other squares in them and they have these magical powers of you can like send payments in them you can like embed all this information in them uh in asia it's like their primary go-to thing for everything so i actually met a friend a few years ago who is from china and she was explaining to me about a QR code and I just like learned briefly about it when I mean briefly I mean exactly what I just explained now a square <laughs> with other squares and you could put things inside it and we're good like that was the extent of that um, so I learned about a QR code and I, I swear to you I'm really trying to think of that day I was sitting at my desk and I remember this clear clear as hell like I was sitting at my desk And I was just like, how do I put information into something with being discreet? Because before that I was doing a class project about like Toomey and other luggage brands. Mm -hmm. And I was, it was like a marketing research. And I was researching like what demographics and all this stuff. And I found out women who travel feel really like kind of paranoid when they travel by themselves because they feel like they're a target for something. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, cool. What if we hide the name of somebody's, uh, like, on their luggage tag so they don't discriminate against, like, you know, Michelle Smith, who has a pink luggage and, like, this flower power, like, luggage tag. Like, maybe we can, like, end some discrimination. She feels a little better when she's traveling. Mm -hmm. But she also has a way that in case somebody wants to contact her for whatever reason... They can. And I was like, oh shit, that QR code. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, you can embed stuff into this this thing, this square thing. And so then I, I kid you not, I just, I, I made one. I made the, like the QR tag and I manufactured it myself. And then I just, like I said, I had one and then I went like, I just showed whoever was like in the office at the time. And that guy was like, I'll buy one right now. And I didn't know how cool it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. What is the, how long is the process? So from someone putting their information into your system and you guys creating a, a card for them, uh, how long does that usually take? This, so we just recently changed the way it works only because um, the feedback that we, we've gotten was that certain people don't want to have their direct phone number or name on the tag, but they want to be able to be contacted still. They were like, Emily, we love this idea. It's so cool. It's like a sleek little tag. And when you scan it, when you open up your camera, it will show my name and my and my number, and it's directly you can text me. But there is a five-foot radius that when you do scan it, you can pull it up. So in theory, we could be on the subway right now and you sitting across from me and I could open up a pivot tag and, uh, sorry, my camera and scan your pivot tag and know your name. You know what I mean? Like, and so people were like, "Uh, I love the idea, but like a safety thing. And I was like, 
in my head, if a large amount of people are saying that, I'm not the one buying it. I'm the one making it. So I was like, let me change something. And so we changed it around to now everyone is talking through an anonymous number. So now all, anyone, and we've just, ironically, just made it easier for everyone now. So we, we make all of these tags and what you do is you just scan it, meaning you open up your camera and the phone will automatically populate a text message to the owner through a fake number without a name. Wow. So you can on the shelves, not at Target yet or any superstore, but but soon I'm in, sure. In theory, <laughs> you're walking through Bloomingdale's in the most luxurious <laughs> fifth floor, obviously, and you buy one, um, twenty bucks, and you would just to open up your camera, and then it prompts you to like put your name and your, uh, you know, phone number in, and then that's it. The next time anyone were to scan it. It would just auto-populate a text that says, hey, uh, I think I found your bag has a pivot tag on it. And you get a direct text message. But now the finder and the owner are talking through a fake number. And neither of their numbers are being exchanged. No, but you're able to talk instantly. So it's we incorporated that privacy concern that everyone was having, but also from that manufacturing standpoint. Mm-hmm. So now I don't have to input your information beforehand. Now it could literally be on the shelves of anywhere. Yeah. And you could activate it yourself, which doesn't take anything more than two seconds. So. Genius. Yeah. Wow. But okay. if, if I, I like, I was talking about this with someone else today and they had all these grandiose plans for their own startup and he had this vision and he kept saying vision. And I'm like, listen, you have to put something out there. Whatever it is, I don't care if it's like the most loser aspect of your vision. Just do it. Because yeah. if I didn't put this out there, if people didn't Venmo me on the spot, when it was the old school way where I put the physical name and their actual phone number, and I, I sold several of them. Yeah. And like, if I didn't get that information, I couldn't have known that everyone was worried about that sort of privacy concerns. Yes. There's a quote that I'm living through in the moment right now, which Tell is, me. it's the Sheryl Sandberg quote, done is better than perfect. Mm. And I feel like it resonates so yeah. well in this moment where yeah. it's like, just get it done. Just, just like you said before, get it out of your yeah. head and do it. Do it. And then from there you can develop it, you can update it and you can make it what it is. Yep. Nothing. I don't think any product on the shelves today is what it was when it first no. started. Everything needs to no. be updated. Everything takes like feedback into consideration. Yeah. It's so important. So I literally could like take my phone with no, if I don't even have a pivot tag, like no. I have nothing. No, I can no take app. my phone, yeah. open up my camera yeah. and take a picture of the tag and it'll send a text message. You don't take a picture. You literally open Skin. up. I have one here. And... I just made a um, gold one that's not available yet, but so you, I just opened up my, this is, I just literally made this at the, in the warehouse yesterday, and so it's super not as pretty as we're going to sell it, but you just open, (laughs) you just open up the camera and literally it just will pull up someone's information instantly. So I just open up my, yeah. Wait, that's so cool. You click it and it says, hi, I think that you may have lost something. I just scanned a pivot tag. And so if I were to send this, it goes directly to the owner. But because I didn't register this, because I just made it last night. Wait, that's amazing. So this isn't registered. But this is not my number. This is not the owner's number. But we're talking instantly. So you saw I didn't have an app. You saw I didn't download anything. It's just literally we've made the technology that it just works that's crazy yeah wait that's really cool can i hold this sure okay oh my god it's like super light the back isn't even done yet so i'm literally that was like the most prototype prototype last night but it's this really cool the same concept i was you know what i need to start carrying extra ones because people always say like what does the real one look like and i'm like they're on my luggage and then i'm like oh (laughs) shit like i'm the founder of something i need to carry my product i need to be my brand yeah i need to be my brand i was like oh my gosh wait this is it's one of those things that you i still don't think of myself as they're like oh what is it i'm like oh it's on my luggage (laughs) this is awkward uh well one of the so 
for everyone listening. So I was introduced to Emily by mm. a mutual Manhattanville grad, Fallon. So shout out to her. Mm, Fallon, but, love you. But I, so I immediately like stalked the page on Instagram. I'm like, I have to know what this is. And I think the video that was posted that day was like, you were doing the hot and cold test. Oh yeah. Like the liquid test. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's genius because like these are luggage tags and yeah. like the ones I have now are paper and I had to like buy a plastic thing to insert them into yeah. Yeah. for when it rains and my suitcase is all, you know, wedge, which is literally what happened <laughs> when I went to Miami last week. Oh, jealous. I'm like, my tag was soaked in my so was my suitcase but that's a different story yeah so they're waterproof so they're waterproof they're like scratch proof when you get one and then you actually try it it's like whoa this is totally simple but actually really practical Mm -hmm. like i never thought of the concept of if someone were to ask me hey you you left a backpack somewhere Mm -hmm. how did you get how would you get that back and i'd be like um i don't know yeah i i don't know maybe they go through my things and they see my name emily long and then they type it in on facebook and then yeah. they mail me it or message me and there has to be something where it's a fun little sexy tag on whatever object that you mm-hmm. want a bag or luggage and if someone scans it you get contacted directly in a text message yeah. with a private number i think that's it's so smart because like Facebook used to be the way to do that. Yes. Like, I went to a concert maybe, like, six or seven years ago. Yeah. And some girl dropped, like, her YSL clutch. Oh. She must have been really intoxicated because like, <laughs> I would not drop my YSL clutch and not retrieve it. But it had, it had everything. Like, her... Her license was in there, yeah. her um, like makeup, just everything. And wow. Yeah, everything was in there. How am I going to get this back to her? So I stalked her on Facebook, sent her a message. Yeah. But because we're not friends, it goes into a different grouping uh, of messages. And then you have to get approved for those yeah. those. And it was in like her, precisely. Yeah. So she didn't get back to me for a year and a half. No. I swear to you. And I still had her bracelet because I just felt bad. And I'm like, oh my no, God. I'm like, this girl's going to need her makeup. Like, it's not stuff that I can use. Like, so we're going to leave we're, it in here. We're just going to. So I had it stored because I'm also a hoarder. So I had it stored in like a little cabinet in my, in my dorm at college. And then one day I got the Facebook message and she was like, oh my God. I couldn't mail it back to her because I didn't know if that was her address. It was a Connecticut address, but her Facebook said she was living in New York. Yeah. So yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Send this and then it's going to get lost. And then, yeah. But. If she had a pivot tag, <laughs> I could have texted her. We could have met for drinks. Yeah, totally removed from this. People are like, oh, Emily, I don't really travel a lot. So it's like not going to be useful for me. And then I like, I think about two things. I was like, listen, you pay maybe $400, $300 a month for car insurance. And how many times have you been in a major motor vehicle accident? (laughs) This is $20 and all of the shit that you put inside your shoes, your like makeup, your bathing suit in Cancun that you want to wear. And it's all gone. Yeah. It's all gone. But meanwhile, you're paying like hundreds of dollars a month for car insurance, which may, you may never even get into an accident, but they've sold you. They have made you so scared that you will get fucked over so much money if you get into an accident. You get the premium package. You get the, you get the premium package. For me, it's like, this is a $20 one-time thing. There's no app. There's, like, nothing. And you just put yeah. this cute little thing on, on your bag. And um, someone actually, a lot of people have all these, like, luxurious backpacks. And they put them on. And I was like, does it deter from those sexy brands? And I've seen them. And I'm like, you know, no, it doesn't. It kind of makes a luggage look more fancy yes more important yeah like get it back. like we have it so it's in like uh, black right now we're selling it and like it's like a sleek really shiny black and it kind of makes like a boring luggage look nice i would probably like i, I could see myself using it in my mm-hmm. daily life or like putting it on my mm-hmm. backpack putting it on my work backpack yeah i could see people putting it on car keys like mm-hmm. i feel like there's so much yeah, there's, there's so much use to it mm-hmm. because there are so many things that you just leave places by accident. Yeah, and I mean it's true. Like you put it the best way. Are the things that you carry around with you important enough that you don't want to lose? Like yeah, that you that you're fine never getting back. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. So, what are some of your goals? Obviously, I feel like it goes without saying. I want to like everywhere. I want to <laughs> walk down the street and see everyone have a pivot tag. 
Um, I definitely want to partner with brands um, that sell luggages and bags. I'm not creating a new luggage line. I'm not inventing the wheel here. I am just making something that's better. Yeah. So like you have a luggage tag, cool, it's paper. You pr like, do you even live at that address anymore? <laughs> it's probably your mom's address and like, we all know that. And it's like, I want, I want Pivot to be on everyone's stuff, mm. but I also want to create like this community. Yeah. It's uh, really important to me. I haven't touched on it yet, but having a community of people is and around you to support you is something that has gotten me this far in my life. I've had amazing people in my corner, strangers even, who have believed in me, regardless of whatever that means, not even with Pivot Tag, I mean, this has been for years, who are just came along in a beautiful serendipitous way mm. and they kind of just help you. So if I can have that community of people that you see a Pivot Tag on something, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. This is awesome. Yeah. This brand is really, really cool. And they believe in like all of these worldly awesome things. And why not give it back to someone? Each pivot tag on the back is labeled with the number that you are to order one. So when you turn it around, you're going to be 700. You're going to be, you know, the first people are going to be like 27 and 4. And when you see other people's pivot tags and you turn them over and it's like, oh my God, what number am I in yeah. this community? Because it's like a global community now. There are people, you know, in Norway. There are people in Italy. There are people all over who have these tags. And it's like, when you turn this around, this is amazing. If you think about social media, you can see everyone have something. Like we all know we have Facebook, but imagine if we knew the number that we were to get it. Yeah. Like how many, how, what number were you as a user for Facebook? Yeah. I would think that's cool. I'm like, I would probably play the lotto those tickets. Yeah, like right? <laughs> those numbers, I'd be like, those would be my numbers, that's you so know? It's but true. like when you turn on a pivot tag, it's a physical product that you can turn around and see like, I'm a part of this community. It's a social thing. When you see someone's pivot tag on something, you understand it's a, like a, you don't have to communicate what you think mm -hmm. about people. It's like, yeah. oh, they bought it too. They must believe in this company. Yeah. You know? I like that. That's different. That's a different way of thinking. Yeah. You know, it, I'm telling you from traveling and just the way like you were talking about how my life has been all over the place, there a community is necessary, but there's a community around you that you may not know exists. Yeah. There are so many good people out there, and I can't stress that enough. The world isn't that bad, guys. I mean, I know that we're bombarded with a lot of like things on the news and social media and all this stuff. So if I can create something, a community of people that you acknowledge that they are someone and like, oh, wow, this pivot tag member lost their stuff i gotta get it back like it's yeah. like a sense of like i don't know i don't know a little camaraderie yeah i like that so i want to talk about something that people usually are a little afraid to talk about which yeah. is funding mm -hmm. and money mm -hmm. investments mm -hmm. um how did you start this well i actually have not received any funding yet how it works is um my manufacturing costs are pretty low so whatever that I'm having in revenue I turn it back around mm -hmm. and just continue manufacturing more um, we're looking at investment in the near future down the pipeline but right now I want to see how far I can go without having investment yeah two things because I'm like an already anxious person <laughs> so like some man or woman is gonna be like here's $75,000 you have six months to get that back to me in and then plus interest and all this like fun you know stuff and I'm like what? oh god like no like that I'm not no that's that can't happen at this moment of time yes. like nope nope um what we're gonna we will need funding for like scalability purposes but also like marketing social media that's a whole nother thing yeah like everyone we all think we can do it but for a brand that's really hard yeah don't joke on someone who's a pr social media major in college and all this stuff like no they're making bank and they're really good at what they're doing you know you can't compare them to someone who 
is in law school. It's two different things. Yeah. Like, don't ever hate on anyone. Because right now, I'm looking for people to be in charge of social media. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have a Facebook. I have an Instagram. I'm, I think I'm pretty up to date. But it's really hard to keep content every single day. Yes. You know? You know. Yes. You're in this difficult. thing, too. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's been two weeks and I haven't even yeah. posted anything. Yeah. Like, Shit, this is harder than Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, unless you're living... Unless you are living this, you really don't understand how. People can tell you this all the time. I'm telling you right now. But unless you really do some social media game on this, it's hard. It's it a truly hustle. doesn't make any sense. I, I like with my own personal page. I'm yeah. constantly because it, I, I've. It's important. Like as oh my silly God. as it sounds, like so, it's important when you're trying to start your businesses yeah. and you're trying to brand yourself. It yeah. is important to keep social media up to date yeah but it never makes sense to me i'll be like oh i posted this incredible picture and i got no engagement but then i posted this like picture of a coffee cup and there's like 90 plus likes like i'm like nothing makes sense to me so it's the ability to actually understand who's following you and what is engaging to them is an art and total art but with financial and and legal stuff like that um don't be i'm not afraid to again ask for help and go to law firms who handle this kind of stuff so fun fact i'm learning that in like if you're like oh i have this idea and i need it protected and this and this and this but i don't have the money because protecting your ip and protecting and getting incorporated is pretty expensive and law firms actually postpone payment until you can raise a certain amount of funding or pay them back, especially ones that deal with startups. That's really normal. Like that is completely normal. So you don't have to worry about, I have no money, but I have this idea. There's always a solution. Every problem is just a solution unanswered. Seriously. You just, there is a solution to everything. You aren't going to be the first person who thought of a great idea that doesn't have money to pay a lawyer. Like they have had this happen. So, um, you know, People can do that and honestly doing a lot of research on how this process works, but meeting the right people. So I go to a bunch of meetings where you have to be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. You have to, you can't accept money and they know too. Investors are not stupid. They're, they're going to, they're going to see that you're at that right stage for investment Mm -hmm. and you have to lay it out exactly how you need it. So if you don't have this plan, then they're not going to give it to you. Yeah. They There's a saying that they either bet on the jockey or the horse. So the jockey meaning you and I and people who are listening or your idea. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the idea they like, but the founders and the people who have this vision, they don't. Mm-hmm. Your chances are of getting investment are actually much lower because the people who make an idea happen uh, are as actually because they're courageous enough to do it, and they have this perseverance to get through all this, yeah. this, this things that stop most other people. That's why we're not all creating and doing all these amazing things mm-hmm. because it, it's hard work. It sucks. So it's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah, but it's also really fun and rewarding and yeah. cool. So, what's your team like? So it's just been me. I'm the founder of it, and I realized kind of quickly that I need someone else um you don't there's this fun thing called shipping where as mundane as that is like you have to stick a bunch of stickers on the packaging you have to coordinate all the pricing for things the manufacturing things like that and because we added this technical aspect with that anonymous number um, I don't know. I don't have any coding skills, so I actually brought on a teammate, um, and I'm really particular about who I work with because I'm not a by the book kind of person. Mm-hmm. I don't read a textbook and the best startup tips in the world and how to be this amazing entrepreneur and then do what the book says. Yeah. I just kind of do it. So the person that I wanted on the team was like, "Hey." are you able to be cool and not read a book and just like (laughs) go with me on this journey? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. Let's create something. And so on, um, 
on my like ad that I put out, I actually put out qualities that I wanted in somebody. So I was like someone who is like a free thinker, someone who's like someone who can go to happy hour. Mm-hmm. This sounds crazy, and here's my happy hour thing. Because at the end of a hard, hard day's work, you want to be able to relax and enjoy what you just did. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy going to happy hour every now and again. Yeah. And I want someone on the team who, like, we just slaved 10 hours of doing whatever. Let's go and join and celebrate, you yeah. know? Instead of going home and making this, like, a job. Yes. Like, this is a lifestyle yeah. we're building. You know, we're building, like, a brand and who we are, like, I hope that, like, this is forever kind of yeah. thing, you know? So it's like, I don't want someone to just 9 to 5, 9 to 5. Like, no, like, let's enjoy this kind of stuff. Yeah. And a bunch of other qualities that I wanted and just, like, personal traits. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, who responded to the, <laughs> who responded to this ad was the exact person that I needed. <laughs> He's a master's student at Courant. And at NYU, it's their mathematical division, who is like one of the most prestigious mathematics school in the world. And he has his master's in computer science. This is again <laughs> some weird, freaky, universal divine intervention that I just put in traits of a human. Like, super nice, likes happy hour, free thinker. And then the person just happened to be who I needed. That's amazing. So I have my teammate, Arahant. Yeah. Him and I, I never really found a niche, but now I'm like, oh, I'm a woman in tech. Yes. Like <laughs> that's, that sounds cool. I was just like, I didn't know who I was. I think I was searching for that. Yeah. You know, I didn't know who I was, but now I have like these labels that I'm proud of that I can put on myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was kind of searching for my community and my people. And like now when you vibe with another entrepreneur like yourself, like you get it, you have this badass podcast and you do like, no matter what you do, like as a founder of something, you're banking on a lot of other people like listening and yeah. wanting and using your stuff and it's cool you vibe with people in your community yeah I would have to agree with that so where can our listeners follow you and your journey on social media where can they buy your products give us all the information all the important stuff all the all the important stuff <laughs> um okay so you can go on our website it is www.pivottag.com, and that's with two T's, um, pivot tag. And um, on our social media, um, you can always follow me, uh, Emily Long 3 and also we have uh, our social media handle on Instagram for the pivot tag, and it's the pivot tag on social media. Um, we recently sold out like a, like a few weeks ago and we're just now starting up another order and we're introducing colors. Ooh. So we, we, that's why I was like, I just made this in the shop last night. It's not even completely finished, but I was just prototyping it with the colors and we're, um, yeah, we're coming out with like rose gold. Oh, nice. We're coming out with all these fun Very colors. Millennial. Very <laughs> millennial pink. That's Follow cool. us on the social, get one, get one for your friends. All right, so we ask everybody this question. Who embodies the word femme to you? It sounds super cliche, but my mom, really. She, I give her so much credit because she went through so much in her life, but she never made me feel or our family feel that we were like how society looked at us. So she embodied like she's beautiful, she is like caring and loving, and she worked whatever job she could to provide for us. Like she did what she needed to do. And one of my favorite things is growing up, every single morning she would wake me up, you are beautiful, you are smart, and you're capable of doing anything, Emily. Every single, and to this day, I get a text every single morning. And it's, it's that, it's that sense of like, she believes in me. So if my mom believes in me, it's one of those things like I can do anything, (laughs) you know, but it's like, it's really turned into that. And it was like something that was so, but I also, I, I, I say this in the most beautiful and, and complimentary way to my mom is that I kind of learned from her what not to do. Mm -hmm. So I didn't learn out of a positive. I didn't learn to embody 
who my mom was in a sense of like career. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, my mom is working her ass off. I'm never going to be like that. My mom is struggling to put food on the table. I'm never going to do that. My mom really, you know, not the best at finances. I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Like she didn't finish her job. I'm first generation. You know, she didn't go to college. Like in all these things that my mom did, I want to do the opposite of what she did. But it, it's in a beautiful way where she did her best. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she's killing it. She's rocking now. She's super fun and amazing. I love her. But it's like, that is what I learned out of. I took mm-hmm. what I was given in life, and this is my family, and I learned at a young age that that's not what I want. Yeah. I could have taken a road where in my neighborhood, it, I could have been really bad. You know, I could have went down a super dark road, but I didn't. I was like, okay, here's here are my cards. Yeah. Here's what we can do here. Yeah. Another uh, completely separate, not my mom, but if a, a famous level. There's so many women who are so awesome. Yes. I, that not enough people know about. Or like they know the brand, but don't know the person behind it. Yeah. There's so many cool stories. Much. And like before getting into this kind of stuff, I never even realized who these people were. Yeah. You know, um, but I think Cheryl Sandberg, like you were saying, mm-hmm. I read her book and she does so many amazing things. She's gone through so much in her life. She's really, really cool. And she kind of fell into that Facebook mm-hmm. thing. You know, this wasn't, she was in politics before yeah. and you know her husband died and she like now is building communities of women I resonate with that yeah you know what I mean like you just you kind of fall into this I wasn't growing up coding and working with robotics like yeah. that's not me but you just fall into this this role yeah and you kind of embody it and motivate people so probably her I really like her book too I, re- yeah. I read her books yeah that's so true that's so true I I think it's so funny when I always like when I speak to women, you know, like it's so cliche, but like my mom. Yeah. I'm like, it's how it should be realistically, yeah. right? No. Because there were they were the first representation of a strong woman that you ever saw. Yeah. You know, and they're the ones that every single day they were doing the things that I'm sure they did not want to be doing. Yeah. So that you could be better yeah. and that, you know, we could evolve as women and I mean, it's so, as I always say the same thing to him, like, my mom's mine, you know, and it's yeah. super, super cliche, but if she didn't do the things that she did, I yeah. never would have even been I, able to like, approach anything. There are so many different, I think there are so many ways that you can describe a woman as strong. Mm-hmm. Strong can mean the woman who's got her doctorate working all night at the yeah. ER and her kids have, like, nannies, but mm-hmm. she's a badass, and, or it can be the mom who has, like, two jobs, working her ass off, mm-hmm. never had an education, and she's a strong woman. I think that when, if we just empower one another, yeah. you know, that's the one thing my mom was so good at. She, and she's still so good at, you know, it's like, she's the first person that told me that it was okay to ask for help, mm-hmm. because that's how we got by. She yeah. asked for help, and we got by by that. So she's like, everyone responds to help, Emily. Yeah. If you use that word, that four letter word, doors will open. And it's true. People want to help, you know? Yeah, I believe that. So she's super cool. She's way more fun than me. I have two brothers, and they are they're incredible. One's in the military, and um, the other one is going to go into, like, game design. That's awesome. And men have to respect women, too. Yes, a thousand percent. Like, it's not just my mom telling me that I'm awesome. She has to tell my brothers they're awesome, and she does. Yeah. We're all awesome. You can do something. I think... That's like the number one thing. It doesn't matter where you come from. Mm-hmm. I think being a product of your environment is one half of it. But I also think that you can look into see what not to do. Mm-hmm. I could have said, my mom's not. My mom's never been to college. I'm not going. Mm-hmm. My mom works two jobs and we're, we're barely getting by. I'm not, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. But you can also take what you, what you have in life and just like flip the switch. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do better. And I'm going to do better because I want my next generation to be better. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, yeah. you know, it's important. You, you have to do it. You have to push through and it's going to be hard. It's definitely not going to oh. be easy. It'll no. break you down before it builds you up. But no, you'll be much happier on that. For side. sure. No, it's, it's really important. And you don't need a lot. Yeah. You just have to believe in yourself or no one else will. I want people to take more risks, mm-hmm. whatever that is. I don't care if... 
if if it's associated with Pivotag as a company, I think everyone would should take more risks. Don't quit your job or like see how many margaritas you can drink. <laughs> be responsible in your risk. Be be socially be socially responsible, but also realize that that feeling that you have in your stomach and your chest when you are maybe a little too afraid to do something. Just follow that, yeah. you know, because that usually means you're on the right track, you know? And I also want you to think, if you lost something, how would you get it back? All right, I made something, we're all good now. We, <laughs> if you never thought about it before, think about that, all right? And think then head to pivottag.com. Yeah. get pick up yours. And pick up yours today. You'll get it in the mail. <laughs> Amazing. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I really appreciate this. Please follow her on everything. Buy your pivot tags. It's necessary. And hashtag <laughs> get them. Do you know any trailblazing females that you think we should be featuring? Send us an email at femt at gmail.com. That's F-E-M-M-E-T ee at gmail.com as always thank you for your support as we strive to promote the growth of diverse women in all industries hashtag get femmed.